Thoughts and opinions expressed on Buried Pleasures are those of the host and the guests and do not represent any views of any organizations that we may volunteer for or be employed by. Listeners should be aware that there may, most likely, be profanity and discussions on topics that may require a little discretion. You have been warned. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to another episode of Buried Pleasures. I'm your host, with the most of Pollyanna Amazing. And tonight, we are coming to you with the wonderful gentleman from the Whiskey 7 podcast. And we're going to talk about what's your pleasure, guys, from Whiskey 7. So if you'd like to introduce yourself, please go right ahead. I'm Stephen Allman. And I'm Howard Dodge. Hi, guys. How are you tonight? Fan-freaking-tastic. Some might say magical. I had like a little flashback to a um, freaking um, Pulp Fiction where they're getting they're on, they're on the dance floor where Vincent Vega and um, Jill's wife uh, are on the dance floor, and he's like, "And who 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 am I? Who's dancing tonight? Kitty Cat and whatever." You know, I totally felt like we just did that right there. Uh, this seven group with a uh, Kitty Cat and Bruce Lugu. That's exactly what I felt just happened right there. I'm like. All right. So you, so what you're saying is you want to be known as Stephen Kitty Cat. Is that no, right? No, I, you know what? I'm just illustrating a point. That's all. <laughs> but I, you know what you've just done, Stephen, is that you've just made it. You've, you've cemented it into my mind that you will now forever and always be Stephen Kitty Cat. <laughs> What's my Delta Tau Kai name? <laughs> oh my God. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hodor and 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 Stephen Kitty. Okay, we got it. <laughs> but uh so welcome guys from the Whiskey 7 podcast. Tell me, what in the world did you guys name your podcast Whiskey 7 for? So um <clears throat> It really doesn't mean anything. Um, years ago, uh, it was a radio call sign, and um, that's what that's that was my that was my call sign, and that's what people knew me as. So that's uh, it. Just was natural to do that. It's actually a registered cattle brand, um, which is our anybody that ever visits us, they'll see our little symbol on there. That's a it's a registered cattle brand, and um, so don't be trying to rustle our steers. Yeah, exactly. Do you have the actual cattle? Like, do you have the? Uh... You know the brandy and I. What is this? Twenty questions. No, no, no. I mean, no. I don't have a branding iron, but uh, but in the event that I would ever need one, I do have a registered brand that we could, you know, brand animals with and that sort of thing. Yeah, no, it, but it doesn't mean anything. It was just um, something uh, something that that I came up with, and it was innocuous and generic enough that we could do whatever we wanted to with it, and so we decided to have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, innocuous. I love it. I love it. I love it. So as a whole, or as a a, you know, you can do these on your own as well. I'm going to ask you each, what's your pleasure? So, Hodor, Howard, <laughs> would you like to go first? <laughs> if you're going to continue to call me by that name, sure, why not? I love holding doors open and fighting uh, zombies. Uh. Yeah, I don't know where you're getting the, the, I don't know where the Hodor is coming from, but, uh, you know, hey, cool. I roll with the punches. It's all good. Um, what's my pleasure? Tr- travel. Travel is my pleasure. Travel. And we talked before the show, obviously. Um, I've decided to do that from now on because, you know, sometimes you get some, <laughs> if you don't prepare ahead of time, people are a little bit off the chain sometimes. But um, so we talked before that you have traveled like all over the United States, you travel all over the world, whatever you do, you do a lot of traveling. Do you have a particular favorite spot that you've traveled to? As of now, Israel has been like my, the favorite place that I've been so far. But, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, and, and Stephen also says this, and I kind of stole this from him, if I'm being honest, you know, the, the next place is really the, the favorite place, you know. 
he'll expound upon that. I'm sure, but uh, trademark, yeah, trademark, uh, copywritten, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but Israel was cool. Um, the people were amazing. The food was fucking phenomenal. Um, the history, if you're a history person, was was super cool. Um, I, I just had a really good time there. The weather was amazing. Um, I hate being hot, and I was really concerned about that. I'd been to the desert, but I hadn't spent that kind of time there. And um, never, you never really, want to go into the desert. Yeah, I was really, I was really concerned about it because um, I don't like being hot. But when I got there, you know, it was, it was probably it was hot. It was like 115, 116 degrees, um, but there was no humidity, so it was pretty chill. And I, and I had a great time. It's that dry heat. That's what people always say. <laughs> It was funny. I went, I went swimming in the red sea. And, um, when I jumped in there, you know, it was, it felt cold and the water had to been 85 or 90 degrees, you know, but the, the air was so hot that the, that water felt actually cold. It was, it was cool. I, I had a great time there. So, so as of now, Israel was probably my favorite place that I've been, but I'm, I'm searching for the next thing, you know, fancy. I like it. I like it. And how about you, Steven? What's your, what's your pleasure, Steven? Butt sex. Um, <laughs> wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> Nothing no. but sex. That's what we're talking no. about. If that's your pleasure, no, then no, no. nothing I mean, but sex is good for me. <laughs> I think he's into butt sex, actually. <laughs> not pegging. Can I, <laughs> listen, anytime I do a show with another podcast, I believe in my heart that um, every time somebody, the first comments are, what have you found up somebody's rectum, which was just with another podcast I just did. And, and yes, yeah, we talk about butt sex all the time. I don't know why that's such Who, a- who's on your podcast, Johnny Knoxville. Listen, um, I have some, I have some really amazing people on my show, but I was just on, a show. I was just on another show. Um, strangely enough with a, uh, with another podcasting, uh, bunch of guys and, and that, that was their first question they asked. And <laughs> it's like, okay. So those are the, the 69 whiskey guys. Um, uh, yeah, we, yeah, I did. I'm familiar with them. Yeah. Yeah. Super nice guys, but also guys have a, a thing about butts for whatever reason. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I share that, but um, you know, it's all good. But you don't? Are you sure? Yeah, but- I'm pretty sure. I, I, I mean, I know what I like. Saw what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stephen, you're sticking with nothing but sex, huh? I, I am a leg man. I'll say that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna, gonna describe, go. I'm definitely a boob man. But whatever, that's just how I roll. But okay, so what is my pleasure? Your true definition of pleasure. If you had a pleasure scale of zero to 10 and you knew that you could hit 10 with this certain thing, and it doesn't have to be sexual in nature either, by the way, um, as, as we can see by Hodo. Big Red. <laughs> I mean, now we can tell that story, how I got fucking ambushed by a goddamn two foot dildo. Oh, please. Well, it was in your state. It was in okay, your state. Well, I'm going to stick. We're going to keep talking about travel because realistically, Whiskey 7, I mean, that's what we do. That's what sort of, I mean, drinking and, and, uh, and traveling. And strangely enough, bus sex is not part of our repertoire of Whiskey 7. Um, you know, not yet, at least. But uh, <laughs> but you just haven't got Hodo drunk enough yet. I got you. Well, okay. I don't believe it's going to take a lot more liquor to get that drunk. But <laughs> so I'll tell the story of Big Red. So we were going doing the Pacific Northwest fucking... Uh, not necessarily the National Lampoon vacation trip, but we were fucking hustling. You know, we were like, get up at 3 a.m. because we want to go see this and fucking we're driving and bam, we check it out. And then, but it wasn't like, you know, like, okay, check it out. And it was like, no, we're experiencing this shit. So we're climbing to the top of the falls, you know, and having like eating up there or, or we're like going in this cold as fuck, like whatever. 
So at one point, we one of my buddies was out in uh, in Union, Washington. We were driving back from I think was it driving back from Hood. No, 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 that's when we went to uh, Victoria. So we were coming back from Paris, Port Angeles. Victoria. So uh, I call my buddy Chris, and I'm like, "Yo, homie, I'm I'm in route." And he already knew when we were coming out there. He was like, come on. So we get out there, drive, get the directions, go to his house. And it's my buddy Chris and his brother Brian. And they both used to, they were, they were, lived in Washington, or no, I'm sorry, Alaska. And they worked on an island where they farmed salmon. And these motherfuckers are crazy. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't mean oh, they're crazy. I mean, they're fucking crazy. Like Chris, they're pretty much running a flop house for climbers. I swear to God. Well, like one, one time Chris calls me and he wrecked a four-wheeler into the side of like a warehouse, you know, on the island. Like he just somehow the throttle got stuck and he fucking crashes into it and he fucked up his ankle pretty bad. So he's like, yeah, so, uh, I just sort of figured out to put, you know, I couldn't go. It takes like two weeks to schedule a doctor point. And he's like, I don't have two weeks. My shit's fucked up now. So he's like, I sewed myself up. I put in a drain tube, splitting myself and all this bullshit. He goes, it turned out. Okay. You know, he goes, it doesn't look very pretty, but you know, I healed up. And then he went back to the, you know, finally two weeks later, he goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, what? And he fucked attacked your what happened is like not fixed it's all fixed the doctor's like how you are not and get fucking tomaine poisoning or something is fucking beyond the fucking idiots but uh and they lived on this island and his brother his little brother was like ran it and chris just like ran it in down you know the whole fucking thing but Anyways, so we're driving there from from Port Angeles. <laughs> yeah yeah so we're fucking in, in Union you know Washington we drive over there and these bitches we show up at night, and Brian's not there. He and his girlfriend are hiking the, P- the Pacific Crest Trail. So um, he's like, you know, Steve, you can sleep in Brian's bed. I'm like, bet. And they had like a cot set up at the, at the in the, the big-ass room. And they had a cot set up from uh, our buddy Eric, and he's fucking in that. And Hodo's in the freaking um, climbing room with all this climbing equipment, all this bullshit. So we're spread out to the house. And we're yeah, in sex dungeon. It, it, yeah, it really and there's fucking all these people around, and I'm like, I don't give a shit. Is there, I don't know what's going on, you know? Dogs and shit. Um, so, you know, of course, I, you know, I'm go around looking at shower, and there's this giant fucking dildo in there, you know? And I'm like... Oh, it was like a horse dong. It was fucking huge. Like, I could... Barry Bonds could hit a fucking home run at 400 fucking feet, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm surprised that bitch wasn't the fucking, you know, Mickey Mantle audition. That motherfucking... I was like, you could fucking go to war in the 18, 19, 20s, whatever, 17th century, like fight Vikings with this bitch. I'm like, God damn boy. And it was like fucking, you know, wah, 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 you know wah. <laughs> so you're picking it up and playing with it. So, so we're here. Well, we're, yeah. Being guys. Well, hold on. Well, I, no, I didn't know it was there. Like I was I already sacked the out of the room. Like uh, they put like uh Brian put it in the shower before they left. It's like, ah, oh, that'll be a funny joke received. I'm like, Jesus. Okay, cool. Whatever, you know what I mean? You know, my boy, you know, and um, so I think, oh, it was the next morning we had to get up early for some bullshit. Um, and all of a sudden I hear like Eric go, hey, get up. And I, you know, I kind of roll over and I look and Eric's standing above me with this fucking dong in his hand, right at dong level. And I'm looking and I'm, I'm like, I can't, I don't really know what I'm looking at. It's like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden he's just like, we're It fucking mushroom stamps me. And this, and it, it wasn't like, you know, uh, like, it wasn't like a bunch of marshmallows and a piece of fucking pantyhose. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like light. Like, it was like a fucking, like, uh, like a fucking big ass sock, like Shaquille O'Neal would wear, filled with wet sand. And that motherfucker just was like, Bleh! and it didn't bounce. It was just like, and this is what's fucking the worst part. That motherfucker, like, stuck. 
He was like, <laughs> like to my fucking face. And I was like, ah, you know, and I'm like, Jesus, Adder! and then he fucking hits it again. And I'm like trying to defend myself from this fucking two foot dome. And of course he starts laughing his balls off. And I'm like, this ain't funny. I mean, it's funny as shit. Don't get me wrong. That's, that's, funny. that's how I woke up. I was in the other room, sacked out, and Eric beating him with a dong. <laughs> and he's screaming. Eric's laughing like a jackal. And that's what woke me up. What the fuck possessed you to do that? And then, and then I'm fucking disappointed in myself because I'm like, why the fuck didn't I do that? That's bullshit. I should have done that. But realistically, you know, I, didn't, I just didn't really want to touch it. You know, because I didn't know the history of it. it. And my buddy Chris had told me, he's like, he's like, sometimes I'll get, they call it Big Red. It's red and it's fucking huge. And he's like, sometimes he's like, he'll get drunk and at a party, whip that motherfucker out and start chasing, you know, windmilling and chasing people around the party with it. Helicopter. And I love it. And yeah, I'm yeah, circle back to something that you just said, which is so funny to me because when I was probably, you know, 13 years old, um, I, I was at a, uh, one of my older friends, she had her own house. Right. So there was a bunch of us, you know, we were drinking and all that kind of thing stuff. You're not supposed to do. She pops in a porn. Right. And I'm like, at this point in time, I I'm just like, okay, I'm uncomfortable about all this stuff right now. But she explained, cause they were she, her and the other girls were like, you know, you've not touched a penis yet. So you don't know what it's like to touch dicks. And they feel like marshmallows in a sock. So when you just said marshmallows in a pantyhose, I swear to you, we must have known each other in every life from now, from back. I mean, like honest, that just blew me away that you just said that truly, truly talking about porn and marshmallows in a sock. So when I was in college, right. And we'll, we'll call her, what are we going to call her? We'll call her, we'll call her Amy. So I went to college with this girl named Amy and, um, <laughs> so she was not experienced in any way. So in, 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 in the dorm that I lived in, it was kind of like apartment style dorm thing. I mean, it was a dorm, but it was like an apartment type deal. So it was, um, me and my, my roommate. Uh, so I had, I had three roommates and then, uh, the girls that lived down the hall, who one of them I'm now married to, um, and, and two other ones. So the, so we're all in our, in our room and somehow or other, <laughs> as is want to happen, you know, the porn gets popped in. Right. So that's what's want to happen. Right. Yeah. So Amy is like, she's mortified, right? Cause she's never seen anything like any of this. Right. And I mean, as far as porn goes, it was relatively tame. And I, I remember, um, uh, someone else who's been on our show, Nurse Betty, uh, she was there for this. So, so um, Amy is like, and I, I'm, I'm like off to the side, and I can hear them like whispering and shit, and like giggling. And so Amy's like, "Are they all that big?" And, and Nurse Betty's like, "Oh no, honey, that's a small one." <laughs> <laughs> and and it just freaked her out. It was so funny to watch that shit happen. It was hilarious. Yeah. You don't think about it. Like as you're young men growing up, learning about penises and that and, and boobs and vaginas and all those things, girls are also learning, but we learn on a different level because there's always the older girl, just like with guys. I'm sure there's always been the older guy with you guys. There's that older girl who knows everything and she's willing to tell you it all. And it's gross. And they do it in such a terrible way that you're just like, Oh God, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to see that. I, I would picture that girl as like Phoebe Cates from fat. <laughs> 
you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, yeah. but you sound like you know, like you might have some yeah, cred, like, you know. How much comes out when they come? Like a court. What? <laughs> <laughs> like a yeah, I got one more porn queen. story. So so when my when my wife was pregnant with our with our daughter, um, I was working at night at the time and I came home. And, this is your um, fucking segue. I'm just gonna go and put that out there. Oh, I, yeah. I I'm wondering. So so I was I was working. I came home and you know it it was it was far too late in her pregnancy for like anything to happen. So uh, she that's so, crazy talk right there. Well, well, hey, what do I know? I'm not a fucking medical professional. Whatever you know. So it would have been weird, right? So anyway, for me, so um, you know, hitting the head or something. You know, I was literally waiting yes, for. I, I feel for your wife. God love Show, you. Showing you my ignorance, Bugs but anyway, to the rescue, boy. Right. Anyway. So so. Uh, she had like rented or I don't, cause we still had a fucking VCR, right? I don't know where this thing came from, but long story short, there was like a ticket note on the fucking VCR, like press play. So she had like either bought or downloaded or fucking recorded some porn for me or some shit, whatever. Anyway, flash forward, our daughter gets born and we went back to the house and I had like set up like, and this was back in the days of like, like high eight cameras and shit. So I had set up a camera like across the room, you know, and like her leg was up so you couldn't fucking see anything. Right. So, and I recorded our daughter being born. Right. So my in-laws come down from Maryland to, to we're, we're in Georgia. So my in-laws come down from Maryland to, to be with us, you know, after our daughter was born and we're at the house and I'm talking to my father-in-law and I'm like, well, I recorded it. I mean, you can't see nothing. I did it tastefully, but do you want to, do you want to see it? He's like, hell yeah, I'd love to see that. So, so y'all know what's happening, what happens. So I put the tape in and I'm like, okay, here, cool. And I hit play and it is that fucking porn. <laughs> and I am mortified, right? So my father-in-law is the coolest cat on earth, man. He goes, he don't miss a fucking stitch. He goes, well, I didn't expect to see the conception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker's oh pretty, pretty God, smooth. So yeah. yeah, so that's that's our uh, that was our that was our funny well, what story. What exactly did she buy you that form for? Hmm? Well, I guess for you know for your own self pleasure. What a nice yeah. wife. I mean, yeah, she oh, dude, my wife's fucking aces. I mean, she's been married to me forever. Uh, yeah, I can I, I I applaud her greatly. I totally do. <laughs> I totally applaud her greatly. That's awesome, dude. Um, that's really cool because a lot of women are so against porn. That just brings me to another great topic. Uh, porn with, with married couples, like you, like you were just saying, like, that's super cool that she had the wherewithal to do that for you because, you know, um, as you were afraid that you might, you know, cause brain damage to your newborn child. And I, I understand that that's a guy thing that happens quite frequently. <laughs> That's such a guy thing. But also prostaglandins from from ejaculate are what help eat away at the cervical mucosa so your baby comes quicker. So just throw that up. That's what I keep telling everybody. No one fucking listens. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm like, it eats away at the mucoidal what you Yeah, saying. mucosa. It does. The cervical yeah. mucosa. <laughs> Thank you. It's prostaglandin thing. Just say. So you know. Oh, you <laughs> don't hit me with the antiprostaglandins. I don't even start with that shit. Once you even fuck with chocolate, dark chocolate, get the fuck out of my face with that. I can't stop laughing. You guys are so funny. Oh my God. So you would say that talking to your father-in-law also a pleasure about porn. <laughs> so no, not even a little bit. <laughs> not even, not wow. even that much over there. No. Ooh. You just feel like you're caught. Like you have to feel dirty enough. Like you're that your wife, his daughter's walking around with, with your baby. So they know what you've been doing, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
the people get like all freaked out talking about having sex or whatever with, you know, people in your See, family. I never understood that, right? Because like I, I've, I've said this before, like why do they have to lock up the condoms, right? Because it's like a theft item at the store, right? I mean, I'm not embarrassed by that. Like I'm figuring, I mean, I'm trying to remember back to when I'm like, you know, 16, 17, whatever. And I'm like, fuck yeah, man, I'm getting laid tonight. <laughs> you know, like I'm buying these bitches. I want everybody to see me. Yeah, yeah, me, this guy right here. Yeah, right? What is it with the theft shit? I don't get that, man. It's like, oh, oh, I can't let anybody know I'm about to have sex. What is that? Well, you know, I on the on the last show I was on, by the way, we were talking about um, how the um, the stepmom brings in the bag, the brown paper bag, right? And in my mind, back in the day where I came from, it was a brown paper bag from the health department because the health department would give you condoms for free. No, this was a purchase of here, here's some condoms, whatever. Um, and so that's the kind of you know that's where I, I grew up in that time too, um, where you go to the health department, you get free condoms, and it doesn't matter how old you are, you, they'll give them to you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> or they used to. I don't know if that's still a thing because I'm not there and my kids aren't, aren't there. So, um, well, I can tell you where it is a thing in where? the Bahamas. Oh yeah. So, and my, my wife and I took a cruise, and we get off the boat. I to say, but I'm fucking, I'm all in on this story. Yeah. yeah. So we took we took a cruise, and we we went to where did we go? We went to Grand Turk, right? Was it Grand? I think it was Grand Turk. Turks and, and Caicos is my yeah. favorite place on the planet. Yeah. So well, apparently they have a fairly high incidence of AIDS there, or they did. So when when we get off the ship, now I'd traveled. I had like you know passport stamps on the ship, but my wife had not had had really traveled much. So she wanted to get her passport stamped, even though you don't have to do it. She wanted to do it. I was like. I find cool. Let's go to the fucking immigration office. We'll get a stamp. So we go in there and I didn't give a shit. So I'm standing there looking at the fucking travel posters in the place, you know, and all that shit. And just, you have to picture this. Like she's at the counter talking to the guy, whatever he's doing the stamp thing. And I'm across the room and I'm looking at this fucking poster with like, you know, people swimming in the ocean and shit. And just like absentmindedly, I glance down into my right. And there's like this little end table thing. And it's got like a bullshit plastic bowl on it. And it's got different colored candies in it. Right. So like, and they're individually wrapped and shit. So I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Like lifesavers or whatever. So like I reached out and I grabbed one of these things and I'm just, I, I'm still looking at this fucking poster and I'm like opening it or whatever. And I get it almost to my fucking mouth before I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like rubber and it's a fucking condom. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, that dude behind the counter was like, nudging his voice. He's like, look at this motherfucker. Don't you say shit. Don't you say shit. Let him eat it. You did it. How many people have done it though? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. hundred hundred percent. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that, that, that's my that's my are my Turk story. Candy, like what? What? Like, were they tiny? Well, no. I mean, I just I wasn't I wasn't looking at it right. Like, I didn't zoom in like a German Shepherd or anything. You know, I was just like they get the good yeah. lifesavers in the Bahamas. Fuck. I mean, yeah. I was just I, like just glanced over there, like situational awareness. I'm taking scanning the room, right? I'm looking for threats and shit. I don't see any, but I see this bowl of presumably candy. You know. That can't hurt me. His mind, all he's thinking is scene safety, scene safety. It's all good. I'll go. Go, yeah. go, go. Everything is green. I got yeah. You know, some, some habits die hard, you know? It feels, <laughs> it feels foreign to me. It's strangely familiar. <laughs> Not <laughs> of something I should put in my mouth, mind you. <laughs> what in the fuck? Oh, now, my up. God. See, these are the stories I would not have thought that would come out of your mouth, Hodor. I mean, Hodo. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know why you think that. I mean, yeah, I've got stories like everybody else. No, no. I mean, again, after our lovely conversation, I got to speak with your lovely wife too. That was fantastic. But now I can't wait to talk to her again. Oh, she's a riot. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's fantastic. 
So, um, Steven, you've been eating condoms over there where you are. <laughs> no, I've been trying to quit. Um, okay. I'm in recovery. Okay. So you uh, knew you had an issue. So you dealt with it. I, I did. Got and I was able through, uh, it took like absolutely no effort and I was instantly cured. <laughs> <laughs> However, <laughs> I've never, uh, had that issue. Uh, yeah. you know, I don't even, I did watch you eat a dick once. Don't I did watch that spotted. Yeah. The whole restaurant. yeah. So the whole restaurant watched him do this. So we're in, we're in, we're in this Oregon. Was, we were in, oh, we were in Portland. What brewery were at? at the, we were at Deschutes. Deschutes. Yeah. It was fucking, by the way, the beer off the chain. Great. Yeah. So we had, we, we had hiked, um, we had oh, like climbed almost, we almost summited, um, well, we, we climbed as far as you could go as far as, far as you could go without and crampons and shit. And the ice was shitty. So we, whatever no fucking way you could have done it. Yeah. The long and the short of it is we, 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 we went a long goddamn way up hood and we, we went back down and, uh, then we drove into town and, uh, into Portland and we went to Deschutes to have, um, to have dinner. And so we're there and I don't we, we had pretty good dinner. I don't remember what exactly we ate, but this, this guy orders some kind of dessert. I don't know what the fuck it was, it was, it was but a, it was like a cheese plate. No, no. Yes. Cause it had like, no, no, I whatever. That. Okay, cool. So he orders a cheese plate, right? We talked about it. We got it settled. It's a cheese okay, plate. This memory so, is burned in my fucking brain. Yeah. I know what it is. So they bring this thing out. Right. And I have to describe this to you. So it's like, it's got like two crackers that are, are laid down on the plate. And then another third one that's sticking up. I mean, it looks like a dick and balls yeah, on a plate. Yeah, and there's two fucking like. perfect balls. of Yeah. It's like, like ice cream balls next to whatever. And it's so phallic in, in appearance that the people that were sitting, they weren't even with us. The people that were sitting around us, like watch this guy, bring this thing out and set it down on the table. And they are fucking about to choke to death. They're, they're choking back laughter so hard. These people, cause it looks exactly like an erect fucking dick on this table and steven for all his bluster was just like fuck it i'm eating it oh, I <laughs> went right in but it came out and we all just start laughing because i look at it and we all are like we look at it we look each other and eyes and just start bust out laughing because it is that fucking it's a wrecked cracker and two balls right of cheese and i'm just like are you fucking kidding me this is hilarious that you serve cheese and crackers like this. The table next just loses it, and I ate that motherfucker, uh, you know, as in, inappropriately as I possibly could have. Yes, uh, yes, you did. Yeah, so you could call it like charcuterie. <laughs> yeah, I felt very. I was bougieing it up like that, straight up. I had my pinky out and everything when I was eating it. So it was charcuterie. I like it. <laughs> My gosh. So it sounds like that you guys on these travels have a pretty daggone good time together, right? So part of your pleasure is just hanging out with other cool people that are like-minded and and like to do the same thing. (laughs) I I know that your listeners won't be able to see this, but obviously the three of us can see each other. So so just for for your edification. Oh my God. Can I please use that for the show? Will you please? I'll send send it to you. Please. If that's okay, I would love to put that out as... It's like a winged dick. Well, you know, I can put that on Twitter, but of course, you know, with the, uh, re- the restraints on other social medias that won't be allowed, but I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely, or you guys can, can, can put it up, whatever you want to do. Yeah, we'll figure it We'll spread the wealth. I mean, the more the merrier, you know, better yet, go to the shoots and order it yourself. You know? Dude, I, I just might do that. Well, yeah. <laughs> if they're open, nothing is open. It's You're actually anymore. called, um, Dick cheese. When you order it, no, oh, yeah? I'm joking. That's yeah. what I would call it, though, if I was the chef. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, um, you had mentioned, you know, Pollyanna, you said that, that that's like our pleasure or whatever, just hanging out. And, and it, it really is. I mean, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get too philosophical or whatever, but my, my belief and kind of like what, what started the whiskey seven project really was, you know, there's, there's so much heavy bullshit in the world and we're bombarded by just caustic shit all day, every day. And I, you know, I'm 45 years old, right? So most of the people that I see in my demographic, and, and I, I fucking hope I'm wrong about this. I really do. But a lot of the people that I see, they wake up every day, they go to a job they fucking hate. You know, they grind it out for eight to 10 fucking hours a day. They drag themselves fucking home. They, you know, take some shitty meal out of a box and put it in another box to fucking cook it. They eat that shit and then they sit down in front of a third fucking box and watch shit that by design pisses them off and fucking causes them agita. And then they lay down next to a fucking person they can't remember falling in love with. Then they wake up in fucking six and a half, seven hours and do that shit all fucking over again. I don't do that. Steven doesn't do that. That's not our life, right? I know a lot of fucking people that fall into that category. So the Whiskey 7 Project kind of just, it started as a lark, but really the purpose of it is hopefully we can reach those people and they'll listen to me and Steven and people like you and our friends and people that, that we bring on our show, which most of them are our friends. And if they're not our friends beforehand, they, they are afterwards. And I want somebody out there to listen to that and go, fuck, Hodo and Steven are going to fucking Oregon and doing cool shit. Man, these guys are going fucking mountain biking. These guys are trying to kill themselves in canoes. You know, I can do that. Why can't I do that? You know, why can't I go create meaningful relationships with people and, and stuff like that? And I want somebody out there in that box that they're living in to hear us and say, fuck, why can't I do that? I, my, my hope is that other people listen to what we do. And, you know, I'm not anybody's fucking Messiah, but I want people to listen to what we do and be like, man, I want to do that, too. All you have to do is do it. Yeah, we're not rocket scientists. We don't yeah. fucking we we barely fucking plan. We might be like, hey, dude, uh, do you want to go, you know, like steal the fucking Constitution? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, come up with some dumbass idea and be like, yeah, I've never done that. Someone called Nicholas Cage and it's on, son. I mean, and that's, you know, it's funny because, you know, Huda, what you're talking about, like, I remember there's a police song called Synchronicity. And if you're familiar with the police and that song, it's exactly what Sting and the boys were talking about. It's the same fucking shit. You know, like th this guy, you know, leading a shitty life and there's no way out, you know, at least, you know, philosophically, of course there is, but it's the same shit. This is nothing new at the same time. It's nothing new to get out of it. It's nothing new to go. What's my pleasure. Maybe some people have been so ground down to go, you know, fuck, I don't know anymore. I used to love time flies. I used to love, uh, you know, running or, you know, fucking throwing the frisbee with the dog butt sex. I don't fucking know. I don't do it anymore. You know, or, and it's like, God dang, what changed? You know, don't worry about that. Just like the old Shia LaBeouf meme, just do it. You know, fucking just do it. We had somebody ask us when, when before all this started, um, I don't remember what trip we had taken. It might've been Utah. Well, we took a trip and somebody asked Steven, who's like, what, what do you mean you're going to Utah? He's like, what do you mean? What do I mean? It's like, so you're just going to Utah? He's like, yeah. Well, so how do you do that? Well, you'd get online, you buy a fucking plane ticket, and then you show up like at the gate like 10 minutes before the flight, and you yeah. just get on the fucking plane, and it takes you to Utah. This is a yeah. the fucking 747. Get on. Yeah. But, but it was just and, – and that's where like my, my mental gears started turning. I was like, how does somebody not know how to take a fucking vacation, right? 
I mean, it's not a mission to fucking Mars. We're not planning all this shit. It's just go and do something that sounds fucking cool. I don't know. But that's what the Whiskey 7 Project is all about. And because we, we meet cool people, we have amazing fucking stories. And that's what, I mean, you know, I get to tell people that I almost ate a fucking condom in, you know, Grand Turk. You know, whatever. Or we beat Stephen over the head with a horse dog. <laughs> you yeah. know? Good times. Good times, you know. Yes, At least you can tell the grandchildren that. about, you know. Oh my gosh, that is that is my mission. That is going to be my legacy is leaving. Like so all of my episodes will be uploaded onto the National Archives so that my great grandchildren can hear this shit. They can hear how sex positive their grandma was, you know, Mamma Pollyanna. Or I well, listen, I don't let my grand like I do have a grandson, but he has to call me pretty. Um I'm pretty Polly, by the way. I don't go for grandma yet. I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet. But when I do get ready, that'll be it. But you know, you guys are talking about this relationship and I'm going to call you hetero life mates. And I, I learned this term hetero life mates from a really good friend of mine who actually he killed himself. Okay. And left his, his lifelong hetero life mate that they hung out. They did all this stuff together. I'm best friends, you know, and that's who found him. And when he killed himself. Right. So in my mind, after seeing all of these, you know, like I I deal with the public on a daily basis, I have to, you know, in my real life job in the world, I talk to a lot of elderly people and every one of them have told me, I, I can't even tell you how often I hear this is golden years. That's bullshit. Do your stuff now, get out, do what you can while you can with the people that you love now, because later on they're going to die. You're going to die. Somebody's going to get sick. Somebody's going to get hurt. So get on that plane, get on that cruise ship, get on that train, do whatever it is that you need to do to make you feel alive right now, because there's going to come a point in time when those people aren't there anymore, or you're not going to be there and they're going to be alone. So fucking get out and do it. And I really appreciate you saying that like that because it it makes total sense to me. And I hope that somebody out there is listening and just, you know, buy the shoes, eat the cake, eat the cookies, fuck the laundry for a day, fuck the dishes, all of those things. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters anymore, by the way, just in case, you know, we're, we're about to go into a world war or what have you and all that kind of stuff. Like nothing matters anymore, but what does matter is your intention. What's your intention in this pleasure? You guys are having a blast out there making friends, making other people aware of how much fun the world really is, even in the midst of pandemics and bullshit. And when it feels like the whole world's crashing down on you, it won't feel like that if you walk away and and find something that makes you happy. Yeah. And, you know, I think people need to just reset the fucking barometer on on most of their life, to be honest with you. I mean, the other thing that I would say, in addition to, you know, the shitty job and and forgetting why you fell in love with your spouse and all that kind of stuff, you know, I find this to to, to be true. I think, and this is my fucking estimation, maybe dead fucking wrong, but from my seat, I see the younger crowd. And by younger, I mean like the the early 20s to early 30s, right? Like that, that span of 10 years. Not everything. Listen closely, listeners. Listen to my words. Not everything is a fucking issue. Oh my god. Okay, boomer. Uh, I'm getting off your lawn. Oh goddamn. You remember when the rugby kids were calling me that? Oh yeah. That's my fucking nickname, boomer. I'm not even of that age group, but it was hilarious. But, but you I'm, emulate that age group at some point in time. Somebody's thought you do that, right? So why? Why do they think that? Why do these young kids? My my daughter. No lie. This is a true story. I'm married to. 
uh, you know, he's a biracial um, American, by the way. Um, but my daughter calls me colonizer, right? <laughs> As a joke. <laughs> what? <laughs> calls me his colonizer. She does it all the time. And I'm, I'm like, that is fucking hilarious. Right. Right. It is hilarious. But there are some, there's going to be some people out there that don't find this hilarious that, that there are people out there that really, honestly, these are things, but what these kids are hearing or or in this is, I, I will say just from my perspective, what my child hears, she blurts out and she thinks it's factual, but she doesn't really even know what, like, do you know what, first off, can you spell colonizer? Ask. You know, C-O-L-O Nizer. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. Mom, that's what she says. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. She comes by it honest. But I'm just saying, you know, there has to be a happy medium that we draw somewhere um, that gets us past, you know, I think every generation has this issue. You know, we get to a certain point. You start and, and it, it's what happens. Oh, my, my father was the dumbest person on fucking earth until I hit like 30. Exactly. exactly but then yeah. you learn to a level, like I'm at a level right now where um, I'm going to say this and this is really terrible. I, you know, I just do stuff anymore because I really don't, there's no ramification for things by the way. So I just do stuff like I might have yesterday gotten, um, you know, an evaluation with my feet kicked up on a desk, uh, hitting a vape illegal not something you would do, but you know what? I don't care. Maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. Um, maybe I, 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 you know, maybe I do a lot of things that are probably deemed, um, irresponsible, but I don't care. You know, like I'm almost 50. I don't care. I don't care. It's not mine. I stole it from somebody. I, I, I don't remember where I heard it, but it's, it's not my statement, but I heard something that resonated with me at a certain point. You, you figure out who you are, what you're about, and what true success looks like to you. And once you figure out those three things, the rest of it is fucking gravy. Right. And what I say about that is if you are real with yourself, you can never be offended. That is a fact. To their own self. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's it. And there's so many people out there that are just grasping at what they think is going to be pleasurable for them, but they really don't even know. And that's what we all did. We all, you know, trial by fire, buddy. That's how you get, that's how you know how to do things. Like, Again, you didn't read the label before you started washing dishes, did you? Did you read the label on the dishwashing soap? No. You loaded every goddamn thing up that you could stick that shit in. (laughs) And then when it poured out on the floor, it bubbles for fucking days like you were in a fucking 1980s fucking strip club. You're like, who fucked up my washing machine? Uh, that, that was this dumbass. You got two phones. Or, or the strip club with the camel. This dumbass. Or strip oh. with the camel. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I'm not putting. I'm not. I don't want camels coming on my washing machine. But yeah, fucking directions are for motherfucking bitches. That, that's a standard. You know, like I don't need directions nowadays. Oh no, I got. I, I just bought an Apple pencil today. It just came in. So of course, yeah, I'm reading them fucking directions. I, I have. Uh, you know. I, yes, you've jumped the shark on life. Yes, yeah. I get it. And I like, didn't I feel just, bad. I, I didn't feel like less of a man either, you know? So. <laughs> Listen, I don't know um, the name of the person who invented YouTube, but God bless them. You know what I'm saying? Like, thank you, because my husband can fix all kinds of shit now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have to ask my kids for information on like, oh, I don't know how to do like, I don't know how to upload this or do that because, and you know, shit they've been doing since they were born. I don't know necessarily how to do that. But I know you're like a sex positive show. So that, 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 that brings me to a question. So the whole sex thing, right? 
Why why are we spending tax dollars on sex ed? These kids know how to fuck. Oh my gosh. Can I <laughs> That is not that is not their problem. <laughs> so I have shared this story before on the show and I will share it again with you because you might have I guess you probably haven't heard it and it's okay. Anyway, my daughter was in the 8th grade and she came home and I got a phone call. <laughs> um, dun, dun, home. Dun. Yeah, I know. I get a phone call from school that uh, says, "Hey, by the way, your daughter was making these comments during the sex class and, and, you know, we really need to talk to her. So I, I, I'm like, I'm listening to this woman. I, I take everything into consideration. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Hang up. Cause I have nothing more to say, but they were, um, it's abstinence till marriage is the name of the class that they were providing for my child and her. I'd school. rather you not imbibe my child with your own set of morals. Thank you. Well, they give him a little card and it's an ATM card. And so in my, my, my husband's sitting going ass to mouth. What's that? <laughs> like, what <are> they <laughs> Damn, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay. But it's, and they demanded that they didn't demand. They asked if they would sign the card and, and promise to be abstinent until marriage. Right. Well, my daughter stands I'm up and asks, you know, mom's been a nurse for years and I'm always sex positive. Like I, I really like my kids were young when they got the talk because I believe that yeah, you have to, yeah, you have to, especially like for me with the girls, definitely. Um, my son would rather die than ever hear me talk about anything that has to do with genitalia or anything like that. I'm having this discussion and I'm like, okay, Abby, what went down? You know, how did this happen? What went on? And she's like, mom, they told us that if you have sex, you get diseases. That's not true. You told me that's not true, right? It's not that I said, you know, you can get diseases. So that's, there's some facts, facts to that. She's like, but they were making it like, that's the bad part about it. Like if you have sex, you're going to get diseases. And I said, okay, so we know that that's not true. What else went on? She's like, well, they told us we have to promise not to have sex with people, but you always told me that if you don't try on shoes, how are you going to know if they don't fit? You damn <laughs> right. I, you know, you can't just walk out of the store with a shitty pair of shoes that you don't know that fits, but also that doesn't fit into the, you know, the, the Christian norm of the area that we lived in, obviously. And I, I have no problem if parents that's, you know, like teach your kids, hey, what you yeah, whatever your thing is. Yeah. But the problem I have is when we leave it up to parents that don't have a clue or don't appreciate or don't think that sex is fun. Some people hate it. Some people are disgusted by it. If you look at statistics, you know, sexual abuse is so high and not a lot of people are talking about that. You know, like they don't talk about that in school at all. You know, like, are your parents, are you being harmed at home? It's not a discussion that's had because unless there's something that manifests, you know, behavioral wise, or if you see something, you report it, but, and you know that your wife's a teacher. So those are the things that I have a problem with. So this ATM card, I have it somewhere in the midst of my office. Cause I had like, I'm going to keep this forever so that I can remind my daughter that at one point in time, that was the most proud I could have been of her for standing up for what she believed, but also to remember to always be respectful. When you do that, you might not believe, you might not listen to what we say and take it to heart. You might think it's all bullshit. Well, that's fine. Fine. That's your opinion. And I'm cool with that. But be respectful about that. Hey, yeah, you know, I, I have a daughter, too. And um, one, one, one of my I'm not going to call it a fear. But, you know, one of the things that 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 concerns me, we'll call it a concern, is um, that boys, I'm not going to classify them as men. Um, you know, all, all you have to do is look and see what is like classified as porn these days. Right. I mean, because these kids are looking at it and I'm worried about like what young 
we'll call them young men are, are, are being told that, um, classifies, uh, you know, a, a healthy sexual relationship, right? Because from, from what I'm seeing, you know, there's a difference between like, you know, rough sex and shit and like grudge fucking. I mean, it's like, there's some weird shit going on out there. Right. And I have a daughter, so I'm concerned that, you know, these, these boys, cause she's, you know, she's, she's in college. She's going to do what college kids do. You know, I, I, I just, it concerns me that she's going to get involved with somebody that that thinks that's like real and healthy. You, you know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I always tell people to be as open and honest as you can. You don't have to tell your kids all about everything you do in your own bedroom, you know, but give them accurate resources. Don't send them to just watch a porn. You can't do that. Right. But if they're curious about stuff, tell them, give them good resources. If you can, if you don't have the bandwidth to do it, Get your sister's brother's cousin, whatever, whoever it is that you trust that that you know that will give them good information. Have them talk to them. I'm he- like, you gotta do something because our world, you know, the United States. I'm gonna say that's because I can speak from my my own uh, experience in that. We do a really bad job of telling people uh, the difference between sex and pleasure, right? Oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I, I, I really think that we don't do a good enough job. Like a guy can stick his penis in you as many times as he wants. What's it going to get you? Are you going to be pleasured as a female or vice versa? I had a guy on my show, uh, you know, uh, months ago who talked about how disgusted he was the first time he had sex, which is the first time I've ever heard a guy actually admit that, that he was so grossed out about the feeling. He's like, you know, the coming part was weird enough his first time, but that whole, you're sweaty, dirty, gross feeling. And I'm like, some dudes really love that guy. You know, like that's a thing. He was so grossed out by it. He didn't do anything but let girls blow him for a long time. So what do you do? How do you combat those, you know, those feelings? You just got to go with it, but you got to have somebody that you can talk to about it. And I was lucky enough to have some really older, weird families, members, and, you know, <laughs> friends that could talk to me. And Let's talk- unpack that. So when I was in high school, I knew I, I had a, a buddy of mine, he calls me one day and uh, he, he, it was, it was fucking surreal because he was dating a girl that I, that I was kind of hot for. But um, yeah, so he calls me. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he calls me one day and I remember, so my, my, my father, he's, he's dead now, but he was the coolest guy on earth. Right. Our house, like we, we had the, the kitchen phone, right. You know, yeah. so, and he's in cord. Right. <laughs> yes. So I'm in the kitchen. I answer the phone rings and it's, it's my boy and he calls me and so I'm standing there in the kitchen talking to him. And my, my, my parents' room was like off of the it was a bottom floor. We had a two story house, but there, there was a master on the main floor. Right. So he's like, his room is around the corner. He's in his room, like watching TV and the, the doors open. So I'm talking to my boy on the phone and he's, he's freaking the fuck out. Cause he's like, Hey man. Um, so Christy and I were doing it and everything. And, um, and I think I came and I'm like, you didn't, <laughs> you know? And he's like, he's like, no, no, man. I, I seriously, I think I did. I was like, I'm telling you, you fucking did. You know, and, and so we're in this doom loop of him saying, I think I did. And me going, I'm, I know you didn't. And he's like, well, how do you know? I was like, because you said you think you did. So anyway, so now flash forward to, to why, why I said my dad is cool. So I hang up the phone and like I said, this is, that's, I, I said, it was like a 15 minute conversation with this idiot. So my dad comes out and he's like, who was that? And I'm like, I don't want to say his name, you know, Billy, you know? And he's like, he's like, what the fuck was that all about? I was like, 
He said he was having sex with his girlfriend. He thought that he that he came, and my dad was like, "He didn't." <laughs> yeah. you know? So that's a funny story, right? So uh, my, I, I was dating this girl. I was home from school, from college, and um, I was young, man. I was I was in my early twenties, and I was dating this girl. Well, she was a woman. I mean, she was thirty eight, right? Oh. So I used to I, I took her out to the to to this relatively nice place. Right. So, and I was living at home at the time I was, I was, I was rent, I was renting a room for my dad. My dad was single. So I was renting a room from him and I, and I took, I took this lady out and we were, we were, we were out to eat and I got up to go to the bathroom or something. <laughs> when I come back to the table, guess who's sitting there with my date? Oh, dirt. My, Pops, my fucking dad <laughs> is trying to hold it on my date. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing here? He was like, <laughs> What are you doing here? I was like, nothing. You can leave. <laughs> you know, it's like stepbrothers. You know, she's our dude. Maybe she yeah. wants a young steer. <laughs> uh, my, my, my dad was fucking amazing. I, I miss him a lot, but he was a good person. I hear you, and you know, like those kinds of things will stick in your mind forever. And hopefully, one day your grandkids will hear that story and be like, "Oh, dope, dad. Grandpa was a player, right? Like it's all good." <laughs> So, Stephen, uh, just because I, I haven't heard you talk for a while, you know, I just want to throw some questions at you. Um, in your home, if you don't care, if I can ask you this, um, did you feel like you received any good sexual education from your parents? Yeah, it was pretty open growing up. You know, um, I think there was there's a book. It was, I think it was called like Where Babies Come From or some shit like that. And it was written, <laughs> it was some weird like 70s book. But it was do what was it called? What's happening to me? No, I think it was called oh, where okay. babies come from or where babies. Really? And it was a big ass book, like big ass by Dr. Spock. And it was like, it had pictures and it was like cartoonish. And it was like, Hey, this is fucking how it goes. You know? So, uh, it was like my parents like here, just read the fucking book, you know, whatever. And you look at the pictures and you're like, I don't know. There's nothing but pictures of flowers. It fucking means, you know, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm like, I understand this, you know, whatever. I don't fucking know, you know? So, I mean, but, you know, you figure it out, uh, you know, but, uh, I mean, I got, I guess I say the American average, you know, so I didn't get any of those conversations. My sister got pregnant at 16 so she could get married because she was, she's ready to get married. Right. And so my dad looked at me at one point and said, listen, go to school, go to college, get your shit together. Don't do this. You see how this guy's treating your sister. This is exactly what will happen to you. I took that to heart. I totally did because, you know, my sister's only been married three or four times too. I've been married three times. I'm not saying, but you know, I was never, um, I, I was never interested in having a baby just so I could get married. That's so we're glorifying that too, as a culture, right? I mean, Absolutely. all you got to do is turn on MTV and you see, you know, teen mom yeah. thing. And you know, it, it's like, and look, Hey man, p- things happen to people. I get it. You know, people make decisions and sometimes they regret them and, and whatever, it, you know, people make mistakes. I get it. You know, life happens, but we should not, in my opinion, be venerating that. And you know, that show ought to be called, this is really fucking hard. And this is a horrible decision. And, and you know, that's what it ought to be called instead of, Oh, Hey, I'm hanging out with my fucking friends and, and I've got a baby, you right. know, whatever. What would the 1930s version of that look like of teen mom? Uh, fucking you're going to a convent and living there for nine months. That's what it looked like in the 1930s. Hey, that's life. That's life, dude. I mean, girls were having babies at 16 all the time. And yeah, yeah. we graduated from that at least. I will never forget when I was younger, um, we had a a family that lived down the street and they worked with my dad. And um, I remember the the daughter, uh, how did we call it then? She got herself in trouble, right? Yeah. So, but I remember, and, and even as young as I was, I think I was... 
I, I couldn't have been 10 or 11. And I remember that they marched her to every, I mean, I remember at 10 thinking, wow, that's fucked up. They marched her to every house in the neighborhood and made her tell everyone that she was pregnant. That's bullshit. That was yeah. fucked up. No, I mean, no, I don't advocate no, for that kind of shit. But, no, no, yeah. motherfucker. No, that, that's like, that's like one, like, it's like y'all, y'all getting real close to fucking handmaid's tale. with weird shit. Like, yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, as young as I was, I remember thinking, wow, that's pretty fucked up. But you know, that's, that's again, you have people who didn't talk about sex to their parents, you know, like with their parents and, and that whole cycle just keeps going over and over and over again. And it doesn't do any good for anybody. But on the plus side these days, apparently there are more, um, less burst than there ever have been. So um, all of these cool and awesome kids are going to make our um, planet go extinct. <laughs> well, I mean, from my, from my chair, the last thing this planet needs is more people on it. But that's just, well, me. I mean, like we just got rid of a bunch with COVID. So unfortunately, Ow. no, I'm just no, saying like that anthropologically is, and yes, I am. Yes. Act- yes. Gosh, yes. Have I told you that anthropology is like my thing? Gosh, I just, need well, to- then you need to listen to one of our next shows because we're going to have a bona fide for real anthropologist. On. I love it. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. So uh, when I got out of the army, I was, um, I was driving cross country and um, I, I actually met a girl way up in Northern Washington. Washington. Don't ask me where. I'm talking way the fuck up. And uh, and she was uh, going to school at UCSC, uh, University of California, Santa Cruz. Long story. The banana slugs. Banana slugs. Everybody knows. It. Again, Pulp Fiction coming back at you. And so, you know, I'm like driving cross country by myself. I'm like, I'm fucking doing this. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. Bam. You know, I, got, I have no, I just took months to do this. So I go back to see her. You know, I'm like, I'll stop in. Be like, hey, what's up? So I ended up staying there for like fucking four months, you know, whatever, uh, hanging out with her. And we ended up dating for a while. But um, while I was there, I was like, you know, maybe I'll go to school in Stanford. And there was a, a professor at Stanford, and she was an anthropology professor. Don't ask me her name. She was some kind of famous professor. She was uh, uh, she was German. She had these German shepherds. And I uh, went and talked with her, and she was like, hey, you can live here. All you, you can live on my property in this cabin. I went and looked at the cabin, and like, fucking, she was like, can you run a chainsaw on me? I can do all this bullshit, whatever. She was like, yeah, there are projects I'd like for you to do. You just have to live here, and you can live here free while I'm going to school. And I somehow, for some reason, that, that didn't come, I didn't follow through. But um, but I remember meeting that woman, and she was supposedly somebody. I don't fucking know. But And the girl I was dating at the time was an anthropology major. So I learned a bit from that, um, not because of anything other than osmosis, you know, and her passion for it. It just bled over, not because I was like, oh, I'm very interested. But it was more like, I really like you. So if that interests you, then that shit interests me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, anthropology, I'm a big fucking fan of it. Yeah. So anyway, that's my anthropology story. Yeah. So you were trying to get Bridges of Madison County by a lady and you just just left it, right? I, I get it. Well, I mean, I was the graduate. <laughs> he was gonna go, you know, cut some lumber. I mean, for. don't hate the player. You know what I'm saying? Can you? That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's the best euphemism I've heard yet. Can you run a chainsaw? Yeah, right. And I, right. Is fat and how's, how's your woodworking skills, dude? Yeah. yeah. Can you handle, can you Stephen can work some wood. <laughs> I mean, I've, says your header a life mate. You know, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. It, it, uh, and, you know, maybe she was hitting on me. I don't know. But I was so wrapped up with the girl I was dating. She could have been hitting me with a few. Oh, I, I definitely know one that was hitting on you relatively recently. 
up oh, in the mountains. Let's talk about this story. Oh, this is fantastic. Let's talk. Let's, let's talk. What's your pleasure, mountain style? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't necessarily my pleasure. No, it was 100% mine. So we rented a cabin up in the mountains and it was me and Steven and another friend of ours and his, his girlfriend. <laughs> and uh, so, so we're up there and there's like this baller outside fucking fire pit and we're hanging out all night long, drinking like fucking idiots and um, loud as shit all night. And so it was like a, like a, uh, what an Airbnb thing. So it's like in a, in a little mountain community, right? So there's another house like up the hill behind us. We knew it was there. We didn't think anybody was there. So we didn't care, but yeah. Right. So then, I mean, we we're we're loud and obnoxious fucking vacationers, drunk as shit. So the next day, um, one, the, our, our, our boy that was there, he, um, thought it'd be a great idea to fire a, a pistol off, off of the balcony. Right. You know, I mean, it was safe. There wasn't any fucking buddy around or anything, but so like literally within two minutes of that happening, me and his girlfriend were down there talking and Steve and his, his name's James Steve and James went up to the, to the top of the house area within three minutes, this car comes screaming up our private drive, right? And the windows down and everything. So all of us have like military experience and shit. So I'm like, yo, somebody's fucking rolling up on us. And so everybody's like scattering and moving around, getting fucking positions of advantage and shit. And so this, this person in the car, she hears me yelling that, and she goes, it's your neighbor. So like, I mean, she's like loud and all like, yeah, like wicked witch of the West type thing, right? Shit, you know, like, so I, I, I leave, um, Courtney down there you, and walk up to her. Goonies? Where, okay. You remember the, the mom? She sounded yeah. like her. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. So, so throw, throw mama from the train. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yeah. Yes. Got it. So, so anyway, so I, I leave Courtney down there by the fire pit. I walk up there to where the other guys are. James goes in the house. So me and Steven are up there talking to her. She's like, did you guys hear that shooting? And we're like, no, <laughs> what shooting are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm like, well, I mean, I heard like a gunshot this morning, but I thought it was like deer hunters and shit. I mean, we're lying through oh, our we're teeth, talking about, right? like, I, we're, the guys, was, was it a nail gun? What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, just so, to, so, so to make a long story short, I'm, I'm trying to like assuage her, her anger. And so I go inside, I'm like, Hey, you want a glass of wine or whatever? Cause I'm, I'm kind of picking up that. Duh, she ain't fucking buying any of what we're selling, right? So I'm like, hey, I'm drink we're drinking some pretty cool fucking wine. Do you want a glass of wine or something? And she's like, she you can see like the gears turning. And she's like, do I take it? Do I not? And she goes, what are you drinking? And Steven tells her, and she's like, okay. And I'm like, we're golden. So I go inside, I get the fucking wine, I give it to her. And I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself the whole time, I'm like, this chick don't know us from Adam's house cat, man. How does she know there's not a fucking roofie in here or whatever, right? Well, and she's heard gunshots and she's going to go drink with you? Oh, wait, this gets so much better. Oh, you, so yes, I go out, yes. I give her the wine. She's drinking it. Steven's chatting her up. And uh, oh, yeah. and she my has mouth. taken a shine to my boy. I'm running 100 miles an hour. I mean, when I'm talking because, you know, this is like, like kind of in the Army because I knew James from the Army. So there were times when he would be, you know, he would do something stupid. And then I would come in and I'd start talking. And I'd be like, what, what are you talking about? That wasn't us. We saw you do it. That's bullshit. That was someone else. Hey, look, well, you know, why is everybody, and I would just, I'd run my mouth and eventually I would talk our way out of stuff and it'd be, you know, a whole Harley bar pissed off at three guys, you know, and I'd talk our way out. Um, but so, so she has taken a shine to my boy here. This is, I was like, and I got this. Yeah. So we told her, we're like, Hey, well, we're, we're, you know, good to meet you type of shit. And we're trying to get rid of her. So she, she leaves. 
I had invited, I, I said, I said, well, Hey, if you want to come down, we're, we're at the fire pit every damn night. And then she goes, yeah, I know. I've been hearing you guys. Okay. Well, then we're like, Hey, so I was like, hey, we're, we're cooking dinner. It was like, Hey, and I like a dumbass. So I was like, Oh yeah. If you want to come back during dinner. Yeah. No problem. Never dreamed in a million years. She would actually come down there. So we sit down to dinner and we're talking about her like loudly. We're like, man, can you believe that crazy? As soon as we start talking about her, guess what? My heart skips like nine beats, right? So we open the door and it's her. And she shows up with like an armload of booze and, and all kinds of shit. So we're like, uh, okay, yeah, come on in. She sits down at dinner. She fucking hangs we're out eating. with us and everything. We're, yeah, we're eating. And James is ready to fucking strangle her. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm catching him out of my eye and I'm like, oh. oh yeah, he's <laughs> awesome. yeah, he's not. Uh... And, and all, she wants is, all she wants is a little slice of Steven. So anyway, we finish eating. I mean, we go down to the fire pit. Don't hate me. We're down there smoking a joke and having a good time, drinking our asses off. And the night starts winding down. We start getting a little tired. So we're like, okay, hey, we're so, you know, great to see you type of thing, you know, whatever, you know, get the fuck on out of here. And there's a whole bunch of other shit that happened that's not important. But I mean, she fell down the mountain. It was fucking retarded. So anyway, we're like, hey, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going inside now type of thing. So we go back up inside the house. She follows us in the house. So I don't know if she's like picking up. She's definitely picking up shit for me. Steve is, I mean, uh, uh, James is with his girl. So that ain't happening. Steve's the only one there that's like, and because I'm like, oh yeah, my wife, da, 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 you know, Steve's the only one there that's you know, oh, yeah, these, not These motherfuckers are throwing me to the wolves. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. So, so we're, we're in the living room. She follows us in there. We're talking for, I don't know, another 20 minutes. So as usually does talk, turns to alcohol and she's like, Oh, well I make my own pineapple tequila. And James and I are like, Oh, nugget loves tequila. (laughs) I don't. So so Steven's nickname is nugget going, you know? Yeah. And, and we, we are just, we're like, oh, and she's like, oh, you should come up to my house. I could totally show you how to make it. And we're like, yeah, you should go up there and learn. <laughs> and I've had, off a pace. I got you. I've had enough. Uh, you know, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> He's <laughs> getting pissed. He's getting mad. He never gets mad. He's cute. No, oh, no girl. Sorry. No. If, if she was, it wouldn't have been an issue. Oh, I'd have been like, deuces, bitches. I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I, you know, was drinking. I was like, I could, I, I mean, in all, I could have taken one for the team, you know, but there was no team to take it for. It would have been taking it for me. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. But I really, really wanted you to. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But, you know, I guess at at my age, you know, like the mystery of it is like, I I know what's there. I know what's coming, you know, and it's going to be fucking great. Just a physical act. But again, at this age, I'm not 25 or even 18. Just happy to be there. Like, holy shit, this fucking happened. Hell yeah. You know, what I'm hearing you say is you were afraid she was going to break your hip. At this stage, uh, I'm like, I'm a fucking artist, you know, like it's a different game. <laughs> and, if, and if I'm not inspired, you know, you know, if the palette doesn't please me and I'm not talking about the person, I'm talking about the whole fucking thing. You know, it's like, no, I'm not going to waste my time or her time with this shit uh, because there will be an after there will be a morning. And then there will be me going, God damn it. Didn't we say we weren't going to do it? They got me. You know? So it's like, no. So I didn't fucking do it. And I felt great about it. Good. You know? See, yeah, you can, that's fantastic. You can listen to that episode that we, we did a whole thing about that with Courtney. Um, she was on our show and we did a whole thing about that. It's a, I think the episode is called, did you fall down? That's a, that's a whole thing. Courtney, Courtney's real big on, on, uh, she, she, she lets us peek behind the curtain of the girl code. And, uh, so, so her, her thing with her girlfriends is if one of them goes on a date, 
when, when she talks to him the next day, she's like, well, tell me about it. And it's like, Oh, we had a great time. We had dinner. We went here. We did that. He, you know, such a gentleman. Yeah. But did you fall down? Like, did you fall down? On the yeah. Did you fall on the yeah. day? <laughs> you know? Did you get victimized? I got, yeah, I do that too. Exactly. <laughs> like we always used to back in the day. It was like, people would say, think, man, I took her out to dinner. It was great. We were dinner dancing and fucking champagne. It was like, and all we'd say three letters. GTD, get the draws, and it'd be like, hell yeah, GTD. Ah, that's my boy, you know? It's all the same shit, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I think um, women don't do that so much, but they do. I mean, like, I'm not over here saying that I'm living at the foot of the cross. You guys are horrible. What are you talking about? Terrible. Well, it just depends on who the person is. And I'm one of those, I'm an instigator. I don't know if you know this about oh, me. Oh, I'm picking up on that, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm an instigator. And I love to see the interactions of people's awkwardness. I am a true, like you talk about anthropology. I am a true studier of the human. I love to watch people be uncomfortable in certain situations. It's so I have, to, I have to tell you an uncomfortable story. Okay. It's not about me, but I was there. So <laughs> one of my boys... One of, no, huh? It's um, uh, you know him though. Uh, so one of my boys, we go to the strip club. This is a million years ago, and it's me and my wife and and this this guy. We'll call him. We'll call him uh, Jeff um, and what his wife. Were you in? Because I want to know what were these strippers wearing. What's that now? What state were you in? Were they? Oh no, we're in Georgia. It's strippers for sure. Just naked, just straight up yeah. naked. Yeah, you can go like you can go the whole the whole yeah, there ain't no So nothing. so uh, there's some rules about that. So yeah, yeah, no. In, in Georgia, it's pretty much you know the wild wild west. But anyway, so it's it's me, my wife. My boy Jeff, his wife, and uh, there was another friend of ours there as well. So um, this the the this girl that this lady that's dancing or whatever. Um, so my wife is sitting to my right. I'm there, and then uh, uh, Jeff is to my left, and his wife is to his left. So the the seating is important. So the uh, the strippers up there doing her thing, and she is the spitting image. I mean, it's a doppelganger of a lady that we work with. Right. I mean, if it ain't her, I don't fucking know who it is. So, and, and my boy and I like commented, I was like, dude, it's her. And he was like, no, I was like, look, and he goes, God damn, it might be. So anyway, you know, cause people have side jobs and night lives. We don't know. So uh, money. anyway, my boy gets up to go to the bathroom. So that was his, that was his mistake. So I motion her over and I give her a 20. I'm like, did you see the guy sitting next to me? She's like, yeah. I was like, when he gets back, if you're still on your set, give him the business. She's like, you got it, babe. So he comes back and she is, she ain't wearing shoes. I mean, she's, she is all up, all, all up on his lap. I mean, and then, and his wife had moved over a seat cause she saw what I did and knew it was going to be fucking amazing. So he is turning 19 shades of Crayola red. And this chick is on his lap grinding away. And then it happens. She starts sticking her tongue in his ear like it's a snail looking for a new fucking home. (laughs) And and he is horrified. I mean, he's ready to vomit. It's, it is, and I am, I'm laughing like a fucking jackal. I mean, it is fucking retarded. And so she finally gets up, her set's over. She goes off and does her thing or whatever, you know, looks back and gives him the wink and, and she's off. So he looks at me and he goes, you motherfucker, I have to work next to her all day tomorrow. <laughs> so it was Beth from accounting. That's right. What's, what's that? <laughs> it was Beth from accounting. Yeah. Totally. yeah. You know, good on you. Uh, know too, I want to just make a comment about how fucking amazing it is that you and your wives 
went to strip club because a lot of people are under this assumption that if you go to strip club, um, that you're trashy or whatever. But I'm going to tell you some of the best sex I've ever had with my partners have been after strip club experiences because you're all both geeked up. You're not going to fuck the stripper guys. That's what I like. Maybe you are. And Pixie, I've talked to her about that before. That's how she met her husband in the strip club. But that's one of those things that people just think that it's, it's such a weird and unusual thing, but really honestly, man, have you ever been to a buffet at a strip club? Like <laughs> they're not bad. Well, the mother, there's, there's one in Atlanta called the cheetah and that shit is off the chain. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm right there, yeah, they get the I, fuck out of here. Right. Great. I used to think that the, you know, the strippers, the best strippers are going to be there on the weekends, right? To get the night money and whatever. But no, it's the lunchtime chicks. That's when you want to go. But to take a lunch date with your spouse or significant other and go to a strip club and see what their lunch what their lunch is like. Because I am telling you right now, that's when you get the best dancers, um, or it has been in my experience, the best dancers and also the best food for lunch. It's pretty cool. That's like a <laughs> Look, I know, I know fuck all about the adult entertainment industry, right? I, I know nothing about it. But but what I will tell you, and you know, anybody out there listening, you can go, man, Hodo, you're full of fucking shit, whatever. I don't care. For me, and that's why my wife and I went, it had nothing to do with any of that. It was just the environment. Right. It was a, it was a fucking, it was like, I don't know how to describe it. It was like anything could happen. Right. It ain't gonna fucking happen, but you know, it's like, it was just fun. Everybody was having a good time. Nobody was being made to fucking do anything, you know, and they're making money, you know? So, I mean, we just had fun. It wasn't about exploiting anybody or anything fucking like that. You know, we were just having a good time. It was the environment, you know, um, everybody was just cutting loose and having a good time. So now I've seen some fucking fights in a club and shit like that. And guys get handsy and doing dumb shit. And, and you know what? Fuck them. Cause they, cause they, they, they ruin it and, and give a bad you name. You know the it. fucking but, rules. Don't do it. Yeah. You know, Stephen and I went to one one night. Um, this is what I said about the camel. Um, I called him up one night and, and my wife didn't go with us this night. She, she wasn't feeling well or something. She, she, she kind of started getting a really bad allergy to smoke. And, um, so she, so she kind of quit going, but I remember I was sitting at home one night and I was just fucking bored. And I was like, Hey, do you give a shit if I go to the club with Steven? She's like, I don't fucking care what you do. Go. So I called him up and I was like, Hey, you want to go hit the club? He's like, fuck yeah. So I drive up, I pick him up, we drive down there and, and they were, they were closed for a private, a private gig. Right. So there's a fucking camel in the, in the, in the, uh, in the parking like a two humper, like fucking real yeah. deal. So yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And you know, Steven's like, well, this is already better than anything else yeah. I had going and on. It's tonight. not like a little fucking hat on and this baller ass, like cape hanging off it or something. <laughs> shit. So we're, we're talking to the guy that's holding the camel. We're like, what the fuck is this? He's like, oh, it's a private fucking bachelor party for this guy named Tut. That was his name. Tut T U T. So it was like King Tut. So he had like this whole Egyptian thing going on. Anyway, somebody comes out and it's the guy, you know, it's the Tut guy. So we're like, Hey man, we hear it's your, you know, bachelor party, whatever. Congrats on the nuptials or whatever. And, and he's like, I don't fucking know you guys, but you want to come in? Like, <laughs> yeah. Best. So we ended up partying with fucking King Tut in the private club. And I mean, we had a great fucking time. It was fantastic. It was fucking great. Yeah. That, that was a, uh, you know, who goes to a strip club with a fucking camel? No one. See, and those are the stories you want to tell your grandsons, right? Yeah. Well, those are the stories you're going to hear on the whiskey seven project. I love that so much. Well, and speaking of the whiskey seven project, I want you guys to do a little media shout out before we wrap things up tonight. Tell us, where can people find y'all? Yeah. So, um, you can find us on, uh, Twitter. We're at, uh, at whiskey seven project. And it's, it's the, the Scottish variant of whiskey, W H I S K Y number Scottish seven and project Scottish. We're, we're the Scottish variant. Um, and, uh, that's probably like the worst accent of all time. Yeah. What's it's that? A huge hit. 
Yeah. Um, Heed. Heed. Indeed. We're also on uh, yes. on Instagram, although we're not as active there as we are on Twitter. Um, we got a Facebook page. I, I we don't really use it. It's garbage. I wouldn't even bother looking at it to be honest. Um, and uh, and that's pretty much it. So you know, um, we're we're young, man. You know, we're 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 just getting spooled up and and trying to get our our name out there. And we hope that everybody enjoys what we're doing. And if you don't, you know, that's cool. Move on down the line. Exactly. Find another show. There's plenty. And if you've listened to this show and you don't care for it, you know, don't tell me. Just. Just keep moving. That's all I say. Like, if you like it, yeah. call me. Let me know. I'll be happy to hear you. If you don't like it, I don't care. It's okay. I'm not mad it's at free, you. It's a free country. You know, yeah. Correct. Correct. Want. Correct. And again, you all can find me at buriedpleasures.com, buriedpleasures on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, buriedpleasures1 on TikTok. I have so many social medias, I don't even remember all of them. And you can find me again on most podcasting platforms. But before we head out, let's recap about what's your pleasure. In case you changed your mind between now and the beginning of the show, uh, Hodo, tell me, what's your pleasure? Uh, my pleasure is traveling and watching Stephen eat faux dick. <laughs> Cracker dick? Okay. Yeah. And Stephen, <laughs> your pleasure? Surprisingly, that is not my pleasure. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, with it, it, in, in, in the vein of Whiskey 7, you know, travel and everything that that uh, encompasses, you know, meeting new people, new experiences, new foods, new, new uh, scenery, new everything, you know, new smells. So everything that, that comes with that. But most importantly, it's the relationships and the people you meet. And the stupid stories you can tell, and you know, you know, whatever. Many years from now, my family will be looking like, "Why is you know, I'll be in the wheelchair in the corner of the nursing home, giggling to myself, and you're like, what is he giggling about?'" And I'll be thinking about some cool shit I did when I was younger. So um, that's it hasn't changed for me. You know, it's uh, yeah. That makes me so happy, and uh, I really appreciate you guys. And if you get a chance, everybody out there listening, please check out the Whiskey Seven Project podcast. It's pretty dope. I am a fan already, and I appreciate you guys for being here. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to come on. Okay, absolutely. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. And so, everybody, have a great night. Bye. Bye.